Welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. My partner's got an Olympic gold medal. The champ, champ, making the comeback. Triple C, Henry Cejudo. What's up, Schmo? How we doing? But let's get this bar wrong because time is money and money is time. Back on the couch of cringe. It's the night of all nights, shall we say. Anderson Silva, boxing Jake Paul. It all goes down here in Phoenix, Arizona, Triple C. But before we get into all that... You and L. Jermaine Sterling, man. Is this going to happen down under Perth next year, beginning 2023? You going to come back and fight for the Bantamweight strap? Yeah, that's what the UFC wants. That's what Dana wants. That's what Ali has told me that that's the direction that the UFC is going. But there's only one problem, and his name is Aljamain Shit Lame. And I know, like, you know when you know when you know somebody respects you? Aljamain just doesn't want to fight me because he respects me. And there's a little bit of fear in there. He doesn't want to duck. He's literally ducking me. He's literally running from me. And uh, but we'll get, you know, but there's gonna be other options if if that Aljamain fight doesn't uh, take place. But I'd love to have that fight. I'm ready for 2023, Perth, Australia. Aljamain Sterling, stop running, dude. Put that Hennessy down and let's get this ball rolling, dude. You know, February 12th, that bout will be mine once again. So if he doesn't fight you, you just mentioned other plans. What would those other plans be, Triple C? Um, I think I think those are yet to be announced, uh, Schmo. But uh, you know, who knows, man? Maybe an interim. What do you think? An interim with Sugar Sean O'Malley, Triple C. Ding, 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 ding. I think we, I think we exit. I think we exit out Aljamain. He's talking about taking a break in uh, mid June or something like that. He's that next time he wants to fight, like he, you know, you beat a dude that was handicapped. Talk about, you know, hate crime on the on the on a handicapped guy. You know, he beat a damn gimp. But I think if uh, if the UFC and Sean they want to do it, why don't we just why don't we do an interim? Nobody believes that Sean beat uh, Peter Jan. Um, I think that would be the best thing for the division, for the division to move along and not wait for some sorry ass dude that just wants to travel on the UFC's dime. So you'd be willing to fight for an interim belt in the return fight? Yeah, yeah. The, the only reason why Schmo is because Al Jashistain doesn't want to. He doesn't want to fight me. He'll he'll fight Sean. He'll fight Cheeto. But the last person he wants to fight, the kryptonite, and his name is Triple C. But what about the timeline, though? So he doesn't want to return till June. Does he have an injury? Does he need surgery? What do you think's the holdup for why he wants to take the amount of time that he wants to take before he returns into the octagon? You know what, Shmo? I would have saw it if he would have really beat beat TJ, like him healthy or whatever that may be. But, you know, you beat a dude literally with one arm. I mean, get back into camp. Get back into shape. Yeah, take your, you know, take your month off, but... You know the division wants to get going. I mean, you've you've fought only three times in the last two years. You know it's unfair for the division. At least when I had the belt, you know I fought three times. I fought TJ. I fought I fought Demetrius Johnson, TJ Dillashaw, Marlon Marais for my second belt. All in ten months. All in ten months, Schmo. You know you talking about an active champion. The active champion is here, and this is exactly what the UFC needs. So the Schmo's thoughts are this. We'd obviously love to see you in Perth against Aljamain Sterling. And then as a number one contender fight, make it five rounds. The rematch, Marlon Chito Vera against Sugar Sean O'Malley. But if we can't get you against Aljamain Sterling, it's fitting that you fight either Cheeto or Sean O'Malley for an interim belt. 
I'll Between t- those two, though. I'll, t- I'll take either one of those dirt bags. The only thing that I know is I'm on a mission to get my gold back, and if they both want it, they can both get it. They both know it. All these guys, 135 pounds, they know who the king is. They can all get it. So who do you think would be skill-wise is the number one contender in the division that's not named Triple C Henry Cejudo, who doesn't hold the strap in the Bantamweight division? Who would you say is the clear-cut number one guy right now? Is it Sugar Sean O'Malley? Is it Marlon Chito Vera? Is it Marab Devalishvili? Is it someone else? Is it Sanhagen? No, it's still Peter Yan. It's still Peter Yan, but... You know, those three consecutive losses, that doesn't look good for him. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I first, first, personally, I thought he beat uh, Aljamain Sterling. And then second, I thought he, uh, he, you know, everybody, not just me, everybody, the whole world saw Sean lose. And it's unfortunate the way kind of things kind of tend, kind of went out or kind of happened. But uh, it's still Peter Yon. You know what I'm saying? But that being said, man, they don't want to do another fight with uh with Al Jermaine or whatever. And plus, somehow, Sean O'Malley got the victory. So this is why I'm saying, like, even Sean doesn't believe it. This is why he's not This is why he's not searching for the fight. Nor do I think the UFC wants to give it to him because I think Al Jermaine is a bad matchup for him. But Triple C's here. If you want to do it, Sean, let's sign that contract. Let's put on a show and, uh, and take that L. You also want to be in that same card as Alexander? Volkanovski, you want to be down under, sizing up potentially a future opponent in the 145-pound weight division? Is the goal still the same, Triple C? You want to come back, you want the Bantamweight strap, and you want to go up and contend for the 145-pound strap. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to let you guys all know on my on my goal. First of all, I wanna, I'm want to i going to win my belt, 135 pounds. I'm going to defend it, and then I'm going to go up. And then I do want to go up, and I do want to challenge Volkanovski. I personally think I should have shortcutted the line because Alexander's been through everybody, and I think it would be more appeasing for me and and uh, Alexander Volkanovsky to fight than for him to take a monster like Islam, where he's gonna get ground and pound to death. But whatever, dude. I wanted to get out. I wanted to get Volkanovsky when he was pound for pound, but that's not the case. So I have to I have to game plan, and you don't always get what you want, but you can. I can always cut it and slice it and dice it. And eventually find that avenue, whatever it is that I'm going to get what I want. Let's move on to what's going down tonight. Anderson Silva, Jake Paul, they're boxing. You're going to be there. The Schmo's going to be there. Sugar Sean O'Malley's going to be there, too. We're going to get extra security between the two of you guys, though. But who wins this boxing match, Triple C? How do we break this one down? Um, If Anderson Silva doesn't showboat, I got Anderson beating him. But there's that one shot that Jake Paul can catch him with. <laughs> and it's a stupid ass right hand that I don't know why people can't don't see it coming. But whatever, dude. I actually like Jake Paul. I really do. For what he's doing and what he's talking about for MMA and you know, picking on uh, you know, picking on our boss. I mean, that stuff's it, it, things like that, those are good things. And I can tell there's uh I can tell what he's trying to do and he's trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? So I'm a I'm a fan of I'm a fan of of uh I, I'm a fan of Fisher Jake Paul. There you go. I said it, guys. He's a disruptive guy. So the Schmo thinks his path to victory is knocking him out with that overhand right. If this thing goes to the scorecards, Anderson the Spider Silva. In fact, the later this thing goes, the more the Schmo would favor Anderson the Spider Silva. He's got that combat experience. And the Schmo got the last interview with him last night. He was an absolute killer war mode. Yes, he did the little spider face-off with Jake Paul. He did, he did the... Yes, he did. Absolutely. But Anderson, the Spider Silva, 
He's ready. He's game time, man. He's not taking this thing lightly. And this thing goes, let's say, to the fifth round and later. The Schmo likes Anderson, the Spider Silva. But Jake Paul can win this thing early, and he can win it by knockout. You think Jake Paul? I think his path to victory is a knockout. The Schmo doesn't see Anderson Silva knocking out Jake Paul, but we see Jake Paul knocking out Anderson Silva. We can see that happening. You could, yeah, you could be right. But this is, you know, this is why us fighters are not allowed to bet no more. But if I had to put my money, I, I got to go with the more experienced fighter, and that's Anderson Silva. I believe he's like plus two fifty money at this point too. So if really? you want to bet, so he's the underdog. He's the dog. Holy shit, that people really believe on. People really believe in Jake Paul. That says a lot, man. I tell you what, that kid has come a long way, Schmo, and I uh, I can appreciate that. So win or lose, where does Jake Paul go from here? Because it's kind of a lose-lose situation. You win, you beat a 47-year-old retired MMA fighter. Yes, a legend. But you lose, you just lost to this 47-year-old man, man. So it's kind of like a lose-lose. But if you're Jake Paul, where do you take this thing beyond this fight? No, he loses to Anderson Silva. I think he just does a KSI and tries to get revenge for his brother. And that's the way you do it. And then you just keep him in that world of YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Because if you can't be a 47-year-old, then uh, then maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you're not as good as you think you are. But if you do, Nate Diaz is your next fight. We like it. Speaking of next fight, John Bones Jones, he's been out here in fight ready. The Schmo knows you two chit-chat. He wanted to be on this UFC 282 card fighting Stipe Miocic for the interim heavyweight championship belt. But looking like that's not happening, Triple C. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, the cat's out the bag. You know, I spoke to John a couple of times on uh, the last couple of weeks. He called me, and he wants to. Uh, he he really wants that that December tenth card. He really does, man. He's anxious to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like like John needed these breaks, and he's anxious to fight. He wants December tenth, but if that doesn't happen, I think I don't know what the plan is moving forward. But John is more than ready. I think all you heavyweights, you guys are all in trouble. Well, here's the thing. Mid-December, Francis Tangano, he's out of his contract. He would be officially a free agent. So if he left the UFC per promotion... When is it? The end of this year. The end of this year, December. He's out. Contract's over. I don't think he's going to be medically cleared to fight in 2022. So does that mean if he does not rejoin with the UFC, there's just this vacant heavyweight strap? And then, look, we already got January. We got that in Brazil. We got February. We got Perth. You think they're going to have John Jones return to a pay-per-view card outside of the United States and his first one back? Probably not. So would we not see John Jones till maybe late March or April then if we don't see him in December? Um, I think Francis Nungano's probably going to take heavyweight money in boxing. I think that's his plan. I mean, you're talking about a $30 million payday in comparison to whatever he was getting paid in MMA. So I think he's going to go that route first and then... Uh, and then after that, maybe go maybe go up against a John and come back to the UFC. Well, here's the interesting thing. So we know John Bones Jones wants to fight. What's going on with Steve Miocic? We haven't heard from him. What's holding things up on his end of the bargain? I don't know, man. Steve has got a kid now. I know being a father, like two. Yeah, he's got two kids. I mean, he's you know he he loves what he does. He, he's still fire firefighter. Yes, I believe it's full time, not part time. Yeah, you know things like that. Like especially if you're gonna fight against a guy like John Jones, man, you better be full time fighting because John Jones takes no prisoners. And uh, there's he's got John's got that chip on his shoulder, and the the speed that he's accumulating for heavyweight is absolutely ridiculous. Like absolutely ridiculous, schmo. 
So let the schmo throw in a monkey wrench here because if we don't get Stipe, we don't know what's going on. Plus Stipe, I believe he's over 40 now. By the way, he's up there on age. You got Francis Ngannou, a little bit of a question mark there. Cyril Gahn recovering from injury. Maybe John Jones is fighting Cyril Gahn for an interim or just the official heavyweight strap. What do you say, Triple C? The schmo could see that. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. I think I think Gon is uh, I think Gon is better than Stipe for John stylistically. Um, you know his his agility on his feet. He's gonna try to move around with John. I mean, I think John beats either one of them. But if there's a guy that that'd be like, hey man, we got to really prepare for it. Be more of uh, it'd be more of uh, of Gon. Have you guys had those conversations? Gone over that game film? <clears throat> no, not really. I think John is John is doing his thing, but I try not to bother him. I think you know we try not to bother each other, but you know respect each other every once in a while. Maybe maybe throw a message. We, we can play phone tag. But even with Demetrius, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're from afar, but we're, like, you know, watching over, you know, just legends should always take care of legends in, in that sense. I always believe that. And a wrestler's always told me, I was like, hey, man, as a legend, you always got to make sure that you are that you take care of your own, dude, because it's, it's, it's a mound that people don't really know and recognize, only the legends. So that being said, I think, uh, what was the question, Shmo? I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> preparing for a Cyril Gahn, you and John Jones, you guys have the conversation. No, no, not yet. But I, I, John, John, at this point, man, he'll take all comers. He really will. You know, he, he wants to be compensated, but I don't even think that's an, an issue with John no more. I don't think so either. He's ready to fight. John just wants to fight. John just wants to fight. He misses the sport, and when a when a when a when a lion hasn't ate in a very very long time. The next time he eats, he's going to go out there. He's going to devour. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not devouring their own kids because there's some cannibalism in the, you know, the wild kingdom. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I'm, I, the schmo has been watching nature has met a little too much here, man. We love the animal stuff. That's but like, you, That's like some Mike Tyson shit. Man. Yeah, I know. By the way, you brought up DJ. You saw him on the Schmo Rogan podcast giving you all the credit in the world. Talking about fight ready and Aero Force One, the science training out here, some mad props, Triple C. Yeah, no, of course, man. I, I appreciate that because it means a lot, man. First of all, I, I think uh, Demetrius Johnson is, uh, you know, if you're to get, you know, if you're to really for the, you know, the guy that has never been in trouble with any type of substance or accused or anything like that. If you really take a strip all that down, if you want to kind of come down to who's done it, like more. I guess authentically, without being accused or anything, it's probably Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, you know, if if you get rid of uh, Anderson Silva, Jones, obviously it comes down to him and maybe even GSP. But I put him above above GSP with the title defense and, and the creativity and his fight style. And and look at what he did his last fight from being knocked out to knocking the dude out. The dude is special. The dude is in Goat Mountain, and I think every athlete in the world really respects a guy like Demetrius Johnson. Well, the Schmo's Mount Rushmore, if the Schmo hasn't said it already. Yeah, but can I tell you, though, something, Schmo? Like, even when I won my first belt, like, it wasn't even about the UFC belt, like, as a competitor. And people had asked me, so he doesn't go back and look at, it was more about beating Demetrius Johnson. For anybody else and everybody else in the UFC, for me now, it's all about the belt. (laughs) But for him in particular, because he had had a win over me, like, it became a lot more personal, but I've also respected Demetrius Johnson like you wouldn't believe. 
He's a gold hunter. So the Schmoes, Mount Rushmore, Demetrius Johnson, John Jones, Anderson Silva, GSP. What do you think? That's good. Yeah. I, I same thing. Nice. You got to do the same thing. No, did you copy mine, dude? I've always, but what I have it on, I have number one, Jones, number two, Demetrius, number three, Anderson Silva, number four, GSP. Nice. And speaking of nice, you got your USA wrestling shirt there. You're our roommate in the Olympics, Ben Askren, man. Funky came out with a book. He was on the Schmozone podcast last week, man. Right, was I in it? Was I in the book? I don't think he put you in the book, but that was your roommate, man. Your photo. There's a great photo. I did see your photo, though, actually. You were in the book. Your photo, DC, and I believe the wrestling coach, Steve Mako, over at ATT. He was on that team, too. The Schmo saw him in the photo. You were there. He brought up your name. You know what's crazy, Schmo, is like, ironically, like... The 2018 was probably one of the worst teams like in USA wrestling history. 2008, 2008, but it's it's the most recognized Olympic team in in the world now because of Daniel Cormier and myself, Ben Askren, obviously what Steve Mock was doing with uh, with the coaching at ATT. And I just want to kind of bring that. He up. coaches your favorite fighter, Kayla Harrison. <laughs> Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So he's got a resume full of good people. And, uh, you know, wrestling, wrestling is life. And that's the reason why we're all here because of that, of the great sport of wrestling, what it's taught us. Yes. Wrestling is life. Clay Guida would agree with that too, Triple C. 100. 100. And shout out to Ben Askren for being such a great roommate. Never there. And, uh, Kept you dialed in and focused. That's why you got the gold medal, Triple C. Yeah, I already had no Ben. I already had no Ben. You were roommates, like literally. I remember that shit clearly. It was me and Ben Ashley, but Ben was never there, dude. He was <laughs> enjoying the funk, enjoying the scene over there in, uh, was it Beijing? Beijing, yep. Beijing 2008 Olympics. All right, Triple C. This is a nice impromptu episode. What's your name? I am Triple C. I know. I just said it. That's why I said, what's your name? And you repeated it. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's the champ champion, the Olympic gold medalist. I'm the schmo. We always deliver, and we are out.